Buenos dias. Happy weekend, all. You are tuned in to the Ladies View podcast where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am your host, Celine. With me is the lovely and beautiful co-host, Joanna. Como Hello. Estas? Como estas? <laughs> How are you this weekend? I am good. You know what? I'm pretty sad I didn't win, you know, the $1 million or $1 billion jackpot. <laughs> Aww. Well, you know, they say money changes people for the bad, so... You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll take those chances. <laughs> now it's up to $1.6 billion. Oh, wait. So no one has won? No one won the jackpot. Two people what? in Illinois won the $1 million prize. They got five numbers right. What? But, yeah, so we got to play on Tuesday because $1.6 billion, you would take yeah. home $900 million. Wow. That is huge. That Life-changing. Yeah, absolutely. That would definitely be life-changing. And I could use $900 million. Girl, who are you telling? Okay. <laughs> you can finally pick up those Fendi boots. You've I got wanting. the Fendi thigh-high boots that I need right now. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck when you play. I'm definitely going to play. So okay. best of luck to us both, right? Right. So let me tell you, um, my week was um, okay. It's gotten progressively better as the weekend neared. So you know that I was fasting this week. I just yeah. felt- <laughs> How well, is I- that going? So let me tell you, I felt that it was um, perfect time for just a cleanse. You know, it was, yeah. I was fasting from social media, which was good. You know, I just, to declutter my mind and my head, which is, you know, always a good thing. But um, I had gained 13 pounds, okay? <laughs> I, oh. And this, I know, I know. And I know, so am I. I can't believe I let that happen. <laughs> so I did feel that it was, a, you know, just a right time, you know, with the season. And then with the holidays coming up and everything, I said, I better get my act together now. So I've been um, pretty much fasting from all the junk and the not so good foods that I have been pretty much consuming all summer long. And um, I attribute the weight gain to not only the food, but the fact that I had not had a scale for maybe about five or six months. Mm, and okay. I feel that when I have a scale, I have control of my weight and I can manage it because I know where I'm at. And if I gain a pound, then I'm quick to lose it. Like I'm running the next day and putting in that extra mile, you know? And I 100% agree with you. I do the same exact thing. Good. I don't have a scale at home, but mm-hmm. I go to export. And mm-hmm. every day when I'm there, I check my weight. And if I fluctuate between a few pounds here and there, but if I see myself going over that few pounds, then I'm on it like yep. hardcore. Exactly. So you're, you're, you're totally right in that. And, and that, you know, people are different. But for me, that definitely helps just like it helps you. So you can imagine I didn't, I was not checking my weight. And, you know, last month I did go to the doctor and remember I told you, they're like, yeah, I was, I knew I was 10 pounds more than I had been the year prior. And they're like, yeah, you're about 20 pounds overweight. But I was like brushing it off and everyone it was like, don't worry, it's just doctors. <laughs> You know, what do they know? Everyone's uh, body type is different. Which exactly. Is true. It's true. You know, and um, I tried on and I should have. Well, I kind of noticed when I went to Discovery and I bought two pants and I bought extra large. Now, Discovery is kind of like a junior size, right? I don't think mm-hmm. it's like women's size. So I was like, well, no. you know, I don't shop here often. And um, 
maybe, you know, I'm just an extra large in these pants, you know, because they just run so small. They're for juniors. But when I tried on some other pants, like women's size pants, they just were not even going up my thighs. And I know. So I said, let me grab a scale. I grabbed the scale. Yep. 13 pounds heavier. But ever since I started um, my cleanse this week, um, the first two, three days were a challenge. I kind of like you know, had still had some wine. I was still drinking coffee. It just wasn't oh, working. Girl! <laughs> Come on, you can't I, do your cleanse with wine and coffee. I was on a liquid diet. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. So, um, needless to say, I got my act together. I went out shopping for some good food and some tea, and I jumped on your bandwagon with the hot lemon water, and I added some parsley. There you um, go. I weighed myself this morning. I dropped three pounds. Bam. Nice. <laughs> Just like See that. how easy that is? Right? It's so easy. I mean, okay, it's not easy to lose weight, but once you get on that bandwagon of you know dieting and eating healthy, it's easy to shed those pounds. Yeah, it is. You just have to stay focused for sure. So focus, 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 focus. So that was my week. It's getting better. I dropped three pounds. So I'm feeling good. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good motivation. So let's start with our podcast and our topics. First, we have the good for you. So the good, you know, that included my weight loss. And so let's talk about just um, last week. A little recap of our event last week. Last week, the ladies attended the Latino Fashion Week, the Evolution 2018 tour. This was the Arte Moda Designer Reception. It was held at the Art Space Gallery on Michigan Avenue, and we had an amazing time. We captured some great pictures, some great footage, and if you haven't yet checked it out, our girl Joanna did blog about it on our site at www.theladiesview.com. So did you enjoy your time there? I did. The fashion was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved the colors. I, I, I loved everything. The art was gorgeous. The venue was really nice. So they did a really good job. They did. Yeah. And I hope to attend that uh, again next year. Maybe we can do the uh, runway, the red carpet event. Yeah, we didn't know what to expect being that it was our first time and we just picked one night. We said, you know, that seems like, you know, a very convenient day for us. So next year, maybe we can do a little bit more and dress up a little bit more. But I think our outfits were still on point. So I think so, too. And next year we'll know what to expect. Yes. Like you said, this year we didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So, Joanna, this is a perfect segue to our next topic. Ladies, winter fashion let's talk about it love it (laughs) so what is in and what should we expect to see more of this year we already know your $1,500 Fendi boots are in right (laughs) girl I seen somebody wearing those on Instagram I'm like oh my god I have to have those are you sure they were Fendi and not (laughs) Shundies well this was off one of those you know fashion blogs okay women wear afford all of these clothes I mean, okay nice 15.90 wasn't terrible can no, no. i afford that no but and here's the thing if you're going to spend that much on a designer piece it has to be a classic piece and it yeah. has to be something that you can wear time and time again. And that's what I try to do when I buy something designer. I don't own a lot, but I do own some pieces. They have to be a classic piece that I can rock just about every winter season or summer season, timeless. whatever the season it is. Right. Timeless. So you got to be careful with that, that it's not always tr- just a trendy piece because, 
you know, no one's going to be wearing it the next year. And it, you know, I will wear these boots every single year. I will wear them through the summer. I will never take them off my feet. So I did send that wish list to my sister, my mom, my dad, Janelle, everybody. Everybody oh, has it. Okay, good. So they better all talk about it, right? Exactly. So yeah, I have been seeing a lot more Fendi this year. Um, I have and too. a lot of the, the Fendi and Gucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Gucci. Yes, I love Gucci. So we're going to see um, animal prints. Zebra and leopard are back in. Yeah, we've been seeing that. I can finally take out my old leopard pieces. There, <laughs> I haven't worn them in some years. Oh, uh, great! Right, <laughs> bring those back <laughs> out. <laughs> and now that we've entered the time is up era, modesty dressing is in. So that means covering up the silhouette, ladies, layering Mm. up. I love layering. Mm -hmm. I love layering. Especially in winter, right? Well, yeah. What else? Stockings, low hemlines, and high necklines. So that's just the season we're in. And I can say that I've definitely been rocking a little bit more of that. I've been wearing the high necklines, and my clothes have been a little bit more loose and even, um, you know, that's just a, what's in right now for winter, especially you got to stay warm, you got to layer up and I think it's good. I think it's good. It's uh, different, a little bit different. I don't think I've seen that in some time. Have you? No, I think I I think the layering part has been in yeah. for a while. But you know, the long hemlines and the, you know, with the necks too. I mm-hmm. mean, I like to wear turtlenecks a mm-hmm. lot during the winter. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have a problem with that. But the modesty part, yes. I do kind of like showing right like, curves in my body. But in winter, it's hard because you are layering on a jacket, a sweatshirt, a mm-hmm. t shirt. So you can still be fashionable, ladies, right. and you don't have to always show off the goods. Exactly. And you'll be warm this winter. <laughs> exactly. So statement headwear. I can say we actually, we actually all did come through with that last week. So, you know, statement. Sure did. Yep. It's all in this year. Uh, tweed coats, leather, leather coats, leather skirts, leather trousers, and lastly, hoods are in. That, Love uh, it. Mm-hmm. And for the shoes, uh, slingbacks, slipper-like shoes, booties, and loafer-type shoes. And all good stuff. All so good stuff. hopefully we can post a little bit more on that on our GTL and our website, and we can blog about it. And, of course, we're, we shop. Well, I know I shop where it's not so expensive, you know, because I'm on a budget. Me too, girl. Don't worry. I'm there with you, honey. <laughs> right. So that's it for our winter fashion. Let's move on to what is it now? The good? We covered that. The bad. Ooh, I think Joanna Ooh. got the scoop on the bad for us. I think I got some bad for you. Well, <laughs> can we can we talk Kanye for just a minute? Yes. So, Okay, better yet, can we di- dissect Kanye for a minute? Yes, he's part of the bad on this. He's this part of the bad, unfortunately. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> And I, I want to stick my foot in my mouth because I think a few segments ago I was telling Heather, I totally look up to Kanye. He inspires me, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm sticking my foot in my mouth because <laughs> he's just making me really upset right now. Hmm. So let's, let's kind of go back. Let's start to where all go back to where it all started. Do you remember in 2009? Yes. Kanye interrupts Taylor Swift during her speech mm-hmm. at the VMAs. And then Obama calls Kanye a jackass. I guess that really upset Kanye, too, right. by the way. Of course. 
So I'm not going to highlight every single thing, but these are some things that are memorable to me. And one of the next things is from 2013. And he compares Kim K to Michelle Obama. Guys, Mm. do you remember that? I I don't recall. He said, Michelle can't IG a pic like Kim. (gasps) Oh, my God. You don't remember that? Oh, my God. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, I seriously forgive my language here, but I said, no shit, Kanye. (laughs) I mean, seriously, Michelle went to Harvard Law. (laughs) Right. Kim posted a sex tape. So I mean, comparing apples and oranges here, honey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's fast forward May 2018, his infamous TMZ interview, Slavery Mm. is a Choice. Mm. And then fast forward September of this year, he goes, did you guys see him on, on SNL? He gives um, that I crazy did. speech. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, he basically said, okay, here's a quote. Somebody says, there's so many times I like to like talk to a white person about this. And they say, how could you like Trump? He's racist. And then he says, well, uh, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so insulting because racism is a problem in America. Right, he's making it, it seem like it isn't a problem, and he's not concerned about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. Now, from the outside looking in, there is such a division right now with black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do we think that for a minute that this may bring people closer together when you see Kanye, who's a black man, and Trump being the white crazy guy that he is come together interacting can no. can something positive come out of that why does it have to be <clears throat> negative only because Kanye supports Trump and not only that but now people are saying that he has some sort of mental illness now we know that he's bipolar we know that right mm-hmm. yeah but I don't think that supporting Trump is enough to constitute mental illness because there are a lot of people who support Trump and I think he's just getting dragged and um, because he's the black man supporting the white president. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's right. I, I kind of see both sides of it. What mm, do I don't know. I feel like Trump represents um, a side of politics and a side of America that doesn't fall in line with the African-American culture and what with, you know, what anybody of color represents. Right. It's not just, you know, black people or African-American people. It's Hispanics, Latinos, Mm -hmm. everybody, Asians. He doesn't represent the brown population of the United States of America. That's just my feeling. And I think if Kanye is supporting him, I feel like he is also not supporting the brown people of America as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump is racist and he's disrespectful. That he is. Very disrespectful. And for me, my opinion of Kanye is I think he is trying way too hard to be different. Mm. I, that's my opinion. I am all about being your own person and not letting the narrow views of our society hold you back from being who you are. Mm-hmm. But for me, Kanye is desperately trying to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs. If mm. you listen to any of his interviews, he always talks about Bill Gates, Steve right. Jobs, Walt Disney. These are people who went against the grain and people thought they were crazy. But now 
Steve Jobs and Bill Gates changed the evolution of mankind through technology. Mm-hmm. And Kanye is trying so hard to be that person. So, and mm-hmm. it's evident to me. Okay, so that's the, what it is. At, at the same time, he keeps promoting love, love, love. Do you think mm-hmm. he's trying to influence Trump to maybe act more with love and kind of, you know, have that change? I, I, I feel that he's trying to bring that change. I do feel that. And um, I also feel that there's a bigger agenda there because we did see that, you know, Kanye was hugging Trump. Now that was a little extreme. I I was like, okay. um, I was a little confused, (laughs) but um, I I don't know what, I, I do feel that there is something bigger going on. There is a bigger agenda and that he's pushing for something. And I don't know if Kanye will be running for president in 2020. He stated before that that's, that was his intent, right? Yes. Was he serious? I, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was serious, but he can, he is not fit to be a president. Absolutely he tweeted, not. He tweeted the, I can't remember when he tweeted this, but he said the 13th amendment needs to be abolished. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and said, oh, I'm sorry. I used the wrong word. I shouldn't have used abolished. I used amend. So imagine that being a president of the United States saying, oh my God, fire the nukes. No, wait, sorry. I didn't mean to say fire. I meant destroy the nukes. Like seriously, he is not fit to be a president. I'm sorry. No, he is definitely not fit to be a president. I agree with you 100%. I mean, he can support our president, but I think that he needs to stick to entertainment. He is definitely not fit at all, especially if he if he's bipolar, I mean, there should, there should be some conditions that need to be met and requirements for you to run for president. Exactly. And, I mean, I think that character has a lot to do with it. And I just, like you said, I agree. I don't think he's fit. And I'm sorry, but Kim K is never going to be fit to be my first lady. No, we go from Michelle Obama to Kim K. I'm sorry, never. That would be an absolute joke, Joanna. I mean, every, yes, everyone will be laughing at America. But look at our first lady now. I mean, she was a former uh, what a stripper or porn star, wasn't she? I believe she was a stripper. I, or was a she a stripper? From I what I've no heard. Idea. Yeah. I know um, she was a model, but I don't oh, was know she? about stripper. Okay. Well, um, she walked around with little to no clothes on before. So <laughs> I don't think that um, she fits the bill for the first lady either. I mean, she's changed now, obviously, because she's in the spotlight and she is in that position. She has to change and she has people who are, you know, working with her to make her appear better, look better and carry herself a little bit more better. But um, I don't know. I don't think she's fit either. <laughs> I don't think so either, but she's the better of the two between Kim and her and Melania. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Kim K on Instagram and the white guy? How? No, please hey, on not. IG with yeah. her sitting in her thong underwear on, on, in the Oval Office. Hey no. guys, like I can't, no, it's really no. bothering me right now. No, that, about that. that cannot happen. So we need to take action. We make sure that when it comes time to vote, we need to get out there and vote. I think people just didn't think that Trump would be elected for president or vote, you know, but he, I don't know, he was, um, he won. And I think that people need to take action, start voting and, 
you know, take these things more seriously. And I believe that we have voting win on November 6th this year, correct? Yeah. Well, obviously not for the presidential, but right. uh, mayoral um, state senators. So make sure that we are out there getting active people. Your vote counts. It does count. As we can see with this presidential election, your vote counts. Yeah, I know. 2020 is right around the corner. scary all right and you know we can go on forever about this because you and i you and i started talking about the whole 2020 and how that can lead to the purge but that's for another podcast we gotta (laughs) say okay we gotta save that for another podcast because that is just a whole other can of worms yeah it sure is but what else do you have for us but really quick super bowl so let's talk super bowl you know, Rihanna turned down the Super Bowl performance, uh, and now Amy Schumer went on IG saying she will not do any Super Bowl ads this year as well. Yikes. So she said she wanted to join Rihanna in support of Colin Kaepernick, and she also called out Adam Levine and Maroon 5 on IG saying that um, wouldn't it be awesome if Adam and Maroon 5 backed out of the Super Bowl performance? Um, did they so, respond to that? They haven't responded. I'm really interested to see what Adam Levine and Maroon 5 will do, if they will continue with the Super Bowl performance or not. Pressure's on, though. Yeah, the pressure is on. And I was talking, um, I had mentioned to a friend about, you know, the whole Colin Kaepernick and what he stands for. I I, I can't um, go against with what he's trying to do. He's an activist and, you know, he's pro-black and he's against police brutality and all that good stuff. I just felt that now um, that when he was in, he pretty much used the football stadium as his stage. He, I felt that that could have gone outside of that. He had the platform, but that was pretty much what happened. The, right there the football field is being used as a stage now and so much so that they don't even um, air the national anthem now right no I don't think they do they don't because they don't want to see people being disrespectful if that's what you call it you know kneeling and some standing up and just everything that all the controversy that that has caused so I'm sorry, but I have to say something about this. Go for it. And I'm going to go off on another little tangent, and I will be done, but this really bothers me. So going back to President Trump, because this <laughs> does stem this, this, this does yeah. stem from President Trump as well, because he can't stand Colin Kaepernick for what he stands for, and he thinks he's disrespecting the veterans and the American flag. But the question I want to know from people who support this man, as in President Trump, when is enough enough? He is an embarrassment to democracy in the United States, and it bothers me that people are so worried about Colin Kaepernick, who has never said anything disrespectful. He right. simply kneeled in solidarity, in solidarity to social injustice, and people are quick now to burn Nike gear because Nike supports him, but yet we accept a president who has verbally disrespected men and women, leaders of other countries, disabled people, but that's okay. Yeah. So tell Mm. me where the double standard is coming from, because you got Colin Kaepernick, who is being respectful about his protests and and him supporting social injustice. But you have a president, you're supporting a president who is blatantly disrespectful to all human beings on this earth. But that's okay. No, it's not okay. Oh, good point. Oh, you are fired up this morning, Joanna. It bothers me. It bothers me. 
yeah, you make some very, very valid points. Um, yikes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I can't say that Colin Kaepernick has ever disrespected anyone. He hasn't. He really hasn't. Nope. I just think that um, he was hired for a job um, as a football player, as the football quarterback, and he was paid to play football. When you get into that football field, you're, you should be playing football. You should not be um, kneeling. You should not be do- protesting. You should not be taking action for whatever it is that you stand up for in the football stadium because that's not what you're there for. And that's, that's the only issue that I have with that. Again, it's um, because he used that as, as his stage. I believe that he could have, you know, he was right in creating organizations and what, everything that, you know, going on, um, everything else that he's doing outside of the football field. That was the only issue because now it started a whole movement. It did. But now the football is not what it was. It's not. What it's it was not because anymore. because it's ridiculous that they shunned him for what he has been what he has been representing. That's mm-hmm. why it's not the same. And people are pretty upset about that right. on both sides, obviously. Yeah. But I, I can't agree with you on that because you use your platform to have a voice and to make a difference. And that was his platform. That was his stage. And I will say the same goes for just, I mean, working in corporate America, like I told you a few weeks ago, we had a women's empowerment Mm -hmm. um, meeting with this woman who came in and talked to us about, you know, how do women, you know, climb the corporate ladder, but I'm using my corporate environment as a platform to inspire and empower women. So it's the same concept. You're doing it at work. I'm at work and he was doing it on the field. That's his job. So if you're using it for a positive um, platform to inspire people, then I think that's okay. If you're doing anything negative, then obviously that's not okay. But President Trump is using his platform to promote negativity and hatred. Yeah. And that's, and that's that, totally different. Yeah, that, that is different. And I can't agree with um, everything that President Trump does. And uh, I mean, there's just been, I think the focus has been more on him as a person than on what's really happening in America. Um, and, you know, what, what r- things that really matter. I think he's, he's being attacked from all angles, right? But are we mm-hmm. really working in making a change and making a difference or are we just attacking? I think there's so much resistance anymore that it's hard for us to work together. I think that's really what it is. Right. And I think that's why when I see Kanye him, that could be a good thing. That could be the beginning of something good, but not everyone looks at it that way. We we have this (laughs) recorded. So we have this recorded. So 2020, we're going to go back and listen to this and see where we're at. But I'm not saying that he should run for president. Okay. You know, I just think that he can um, unite the people, help unite the people as opposed to continue the division that there currently is in America right now. That's Kanye's got to speak to his people first. Kanye's got to get his people back on board. That's the African-American community. He's lost them. So yeah. once you've lost your following that you originally had, who do you have now? Honestly, right. I mean, he so, came back to apologize. He came to Chicago and apologized to everyone. Remember? But whatever. And, that went yeah, out the window. And then he turned around <laughs> and went and hugged the president in a Make America Great Again hat. Like, <laughs> I am so disappointed. I hope 
we he hears this podcast somebody needs to hear this podcast (laughs) and i need anybody who supports president trump to come and talk to us and let me know your side of the story about this whole colin kaepernick thing Mm -hmm. and president trump because i can't see it any other way so maybe somebody needs to educate me yeah. Mm. All right. Very well said, Joanna. Thank you very much for bringing. Sorry, the bad I news. went off on a ta- tangent there. <laughs> we love it. We love it. <laughs> so um, let's move on with the ugly. What I have for the ugly today. Oh God. Yeah, Jason Van Dyke. So you know the white cop who killed the black man. We know that Mr. Van Dyke was found guilty of shooting Laquan McDonald sixteen times. So he faces six to twenty years in prison for second degree murder and additional years for a total of sixteen counts of aggravated battery. So the Chicago sometimes reported that he is slated to go back for sentencing on October thirty first. I was reading this article where it stated that his attorneys are going to fight to have his conviction acquitted. What? Yes, they are going to fight it. So even if he's sentenced that day or in the near future, they will appeal it. They will continue to fight it. They do not want this man to serve uh, time in prison. They want to just acquit the, the entire conviction, everything. Just pretty much dismiss everything. Isn't that I'm, amazing? That's amazing. I, hmm. on, what, on what grounds are they going to try and dismiss the entire case? He shot a man walking away 16 right. times. Like, yeah. how do you, how, how is that overturned? I'm sorry. Right. And, it. and it's very unlikely that they will, that that will happen. If anything, I see maybe the sentence being reduced before, way before he gets dismissed. You know, I don't think that that's likely to happen, but that is what they're going to fight for. And I was thinking about this scenario. It's such a catch 22. I, I feel bad for the officer's family because they're innocent in this, you know, Mm -hmm. his daughters, his wife and Laquan McDonald, who, you know, he was killed. So he lost his life and his family, I'm sure, you know, lost a son and maybe a brother, um, but I just almost feel that it was unfair for this man to be put in that position. He, did he have a choice to make? Absolutely, he did. But now everyone is pretty much stripped of all the benefits here, the daughters and the mother especially. And Mr. Laquan McDonald, I hate to say it, but what was he doing walking like a crazy madman down the street with a knife and not submitting to authority. That right there bothers me a lot because you have someone who's breaking the law at the same time. And and now this officer is put into this position. Did he do too much? Absolutely. He did, but he should have never been put in that position to begin with. I feel so bad for his family. Yeah. His, the families are the ones that suffer the most. They Nobody do. wins. And imagine being his wife, though, and you're thinking that your husband, who you don't see as a terrible person or a murderer at that, Mm -hmm. you don't see, you don't look at them in that light. And to think that they could potentially go to prison for 20 years. Right. It's, it's, it has to, it's awful. It's an awful feeling, I'm sure. It's, yeah, it's an awful feeling. And I know everyone talks about, you know, police brutality. We need to, you know, to have better training for our officers and everything going on with the officers at the t- same time we as citizens need to know how to conduct ourselves on the street 
you 100% know, we, agree with you we on do. That. We have to know that there are laws and there's a reason for those laws. We need to be abiding law citizens because it's unfair to everyone else that you're going to hurt out there, not just the officer, but it, their families as well. So I think that um, we all as a whole need to think uh, ahead and of the consequences. It's not always the police officers at fault. There's there's a reason why they were even called a lot of times into these scenarios. You know what I'm saying? And that just bothers me because I feel so bad for those two girls. And you make wife. a you make a really good point, Celine. So thank you. Don't don't even put yourself in a position to have police called on you. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we all as human beings know what is right and what is wrong. Like that's yes. inevitable. Everybody knows that. So mm-hmm. if you're doing something wrong, more than likely you're going to get the police called on you, and who knows what could escalate from there. Exactly. Follow and- the law. Do what you got to do. Goodness, it's not that difficult. But we're not, but again, we are not saying that being shot 16 times is not okay. That's not, that's not okay. That part, I got cut off here. So I was just saying that we want to put this out there that be what the officer did shooting Laquan McDonald 16 times was not okay. Absolutely that was, not. That was not okay. Absolutely not. He went overboard. I have to he agree with that. Did. That was uncalled for 16 times. That's unacceptable. So I, I just, I guess I don't get why they're, they are trained to shoot to kill and not shoot to just injure a little bit. Right. Maybe shoot him in the leg. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so he can't walk away. I don't know, but right. I'm not a police officer. I don't know what escalates when you're out there. Yeah. in the field actually under those circumstances right absolutely it's yeah that's got to be crazy and you know you have that adrenaline rush I'm sure as a cop when yeah. you're being called into uh, these situations you don't, you never know what to expect you're constantly in fear of your life um, it, it can't be nice I, I have a cousin who's a police officer and I believe he said that they're trained to shoot like above the waist only because you never know if that person may have a gun or if he mm. he may you know have something or pull, try to pull something out um, yeah so th- that's just something that he had said but I, I didn't go into details with him but all right, I think it's time for our TTL. Our TTL yes. for today is Chivalry Dead. Joanna, mm. what do you think? I think you know, I let I asked you what do you think, and there, there I go jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to talk. What do you think? Well, I think no. <laughs> I think chivalry, like human beings, has evolved, mm-hmm. especially with technology nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's not a simple gesture of sending flowers or opening the door. I think especially with millennials and younger chivalry is done through technology. So if it's your birthday, you get a nice, beautiful, heartfelt post on Facebook and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's, that's your chivalry. Why can't it be done in person? It's because we want everybody to see it, I guess. Right. 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 No, you know what? I never thought about it that way, Joanna. But that's a, that's a really good point you made there. Yeah, that's really good with social media and how things have changed. That's how you express and show people that, you know, happy birthday. I love this woman or this man. Um, How about when it comes to opening doors for a lady and pulling out a chair? Do we still see that in today's society? 
older people. Older I've seen people. it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about people our age? Because I, I, I'd like to brag about it that my husband does that and I love it. Oh, he does. Oh, that absolutely. So he sweet. does. He does. He, he'll open the car door. He'll pull up the chair. Um, he, he'll hold the door for me. Absolutely. And I love it because it makes me feel like a woman. It makes me feel like a lady. Like, you know, he's the man and he's taking care of me. Oh, that's sweet though. I Isn't really it? like that. Yes. When I see it, I think it's adorable and I think it's sweet. Yeah. From my perspective, I'm, I'm not really into that. I mm-hmm. guess when I think, when I think of chivalry, automatically I think of like years ago when women didn't work and they were submissive to men mm-hmm. and I don't know I just automatically think of that so in my right. relationship I think I'm such like an alpha female and it's really <laughs> hard it's really hard for me to follow a man's lead yeah and I'm lucky enough to have such a strong man in my life his ego isn't hurt by that but mm-hmm. I'm a very strong personality in a relationship yeah. oh and so do I I mean don't don't think that that's taking away from that because no um, he knows that but I just feel that you know it makes me feel more like a queen you know what I'm saying and I love that feeling because yes um I I'm pretty dominant even in my relationship and I have a mind of my own and I'm pretty independent when it comes to certain things but there are just certain things that I feel that as a man you need to do and you need to treat your woman like a woman and a queen and so I am very blessed a hundred percent right and so we're trying to teach um my son he has to make sure that he follows those same footsteps because I think that it's important and it's not very common in today's society you don't always see it especially like you said with social media you know people show their love through posts now and blogs or posting something which is perfectly fine because like that the entire world sees it Mm -hmm. so it's not completely dead and what about those men who just aren't doing anything for their women step it up (laughs) yeah yeah if you're not doing anything from your women period like you're not even I know we say we shouldn't be worried about, you know, social media and shouting. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, I think it's important thing now because that's our, that's our society nowadays. Social media is our society. So personally, I like it when I get like a nice birthday message from my significant other. And it's this heartfelt message that makes me feel good. That makes me happy because he's also letting other people know what he thinks about me. Exactly. And we want. Exactly. All right. So that pretty much wraps up our podcast for today. Uh, make sure that uh, reach out, ask questions, give us advice or make suggestions. You can find us on Instagram, The Ladies View. We are on Twitter, The Ladies View TV. On Snapchat, The Ladies View. Our website is www.theladiesview.com. And until next time, you have a great week. Ciao. Bye.